There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Joe, you ever heard of Trap Mics? Uh, no. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about it, man. Uh, it's a late-night delivery business available strictly in Bloomington, Indiana. And actually, they're a sponsor of our podcast. Really? Yeah. Did you know you can use promo code FRESHTAKE and get 10% off your next order? I didn't know that. What kind of food do they serve? Well, it's really like uh, late night munchies, you know? That's kind of their target audience. So it's like uh, there's a thing called a macadilla where it's literally mac and cheese on a quesadilla. And you can put like chicken on it or whatever you'd like. You can really customize it however you want. But it's pretty cool. And I think you should try it, man. Well, I think I will try it, and knowing our audience, I think that sounds right up their alley, too. Yeah, and you can get it on the App Store or Google Play Store if you're a bum. Uh, <laughs> don't you don't alienate <laughs> half of our audience. Uh, all right, so just use promo code FRESHTAKE on Mike Traps. Yeah. Trap Mike's. <laughs> Trap Mike's. Oh, of course. And, and you get 10% off. All right. All right. That's a great ad. We just did a good ad. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Let's get right back into it. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Fresh Take with Joey and Ray and Veer. This is Ray and Veer. And uh, this is Joey, back and better than ever in the basement studio. <laughs> As always. And again, guys, uh, we are going to continue with this segment because Joey and I really like it. But the Week in Review. So week this... in Review. Week in Review. Week in Review. Week in Review. Ba, ba, da, ba. But, but anyways. Um, oh no, and it's a sad one to start. Um, yeah, we are starting with the little downer today. And, Fuck me. Now I'm, um, now I'm mad that I did the little song. Um, but this is an important thing to talk about. Um, there have been an uptick in mass shootings. Um, and last year in 2020, there was, a comp- there was a real downtick because no one was leaving their houses. And now we're seeing the restrictions kind of get lifted. And we're, we're going back into, unfortunately, a large uptick. Last week in Boulder, Colorado, there was a shooting at a grocery store. Um, it took the lives of 10 people, um, and it, there's no motive. This was just, and th- this is the part that's really pissing me off, and it's been pissing me off, is that, like, for us to, I, th- there there hasn't been a motive. It's just a white guy having a bad day recently, which is so fucked up. Yeah, and I think, so I'm, I'm a psychology major, and we're taking, I'm taking social psychology right now, and we're really, we talked about the shootings kind of in depth from like a, a, a what's going on in that dude's brain perspective. Um, so what my professor thinks is that he's a sociopath and sociopaths really don't have a reason for doing anything. That's where kind of that 
why do people do anything mentality comes from, right? So, I mean, I don't want to go blame mental illness like it always is. You know, that's always seems to be the scapegoat for this. And I don't want it to be a scapegoat because what he did is, is fucked up. And, like, he should be... He should be apprehended for that. And we can't keep blaming mental illness and not try and fix the problem, right? So if, if you want to keep blaming mental illness as the issue or the problem, then let's attack the problem head on and address mental illness in our society so that these things don't happen. I also think that mental illness is used as a scapegoat to detract from the main argument a lot of times, which is um, access to a gun um, and... What's incredible is this was a gun he bought that day, was able to pass the background check and get come out with that gun and use it um, in, in that short period of time. So mental illness could play a part, but you know what else also plays a part? The fact that he had access to a military-grade weapon. An AR-15 is basically just a renamed version of what our military uses and what our police force use. Um there's no way that a civilian... We've been saying this. I mean, everyone hashes it out over and over again. If you want a more in-depth conversation, go listen to our conversation with Emily Cole a few episodes back. But things aren't going to change until one massive thing changes. And as much as mental illness could play a role and could be used as one of the motives, one of the factors in it, none of this would happen if people like him did not have access to this high-grade weaponry. Yes, and... And I think the key word in that is high-grade weaponry, mm -hmm. right? And if you want a pistol to protect yourself, bro, I am fully... I, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you, but I myself am fully for that. Like, I am a supporter of the sec... Of... Second Amendment? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I thought you saw a ghost or something. <laughs> I'm a support... Okay, we'll start. No, we're, we're going to keep powering through. <laughs> I just want to highlight what happened there. As Ranveer was trying to say Second Amendment, he put his hand over his mouth like a 1950s housewife was, in a TV I show. I, was, I thought I was wrong. And then go... <gasps> and look to my right as if there was a ghost <laughs> over my shoulder. So, sorry, you were saying you were... I thought I just stated the wrong amendment of the ba of our basic rights. No, you got so it. So I was, I was very surprised that I would do that. But I did it. I did it. I'll help you back up onto the soapbox. So you're talking about... <laughs> Uh, how you're a supporter of the Second Amendment. Yeah, I do support the Second Amendment, and I really do uh, support having guns in our society to protect ourselves. We don't need fully automatic rifles in people's hands. You know, you can protect yourself with a shotgun. A shotgun can mow a lot of people down. And if you need to protect yourself, the shotgun is more than enough. A pistol is more than enough. You know, I have shot guns in the past. I have shot shotguns. I have shot pistols. I have shot fully automatic rifles. And a a shotgun can put someone down much quicker. Or no, I won't say much quicker, but it can put someone down. It does the yeah. job. It, it's for protection um, is the argument is that it's always for protection. What I loved, Ted Cruz had a statement about it in uh, Congress right after the fact and he said after every mass shooting everyone always says it's the guns my favorite thing in that is the keyword after every or keywords after every mm -hmm. because this happens habitually it happens over and over and over and over and over and over again of course we're going to keep talking about it and pushing for change because the argument is now uh, there has been no change and there won't be no change because you can't take our rights away from us. Nobody wants to take your rights away from us. We want to give people the right to live again without being in fear. Um, because for the 10 people that passed away, unfortunately, there's still going to be, there's going to be about 50 to 60 to 100 lives changed forever 
in those moments. And that's just including people on that site who are going to have that intense trauma of going outside again or going to the store again. That's not to mention all their families of everyone infected and the area itself and the, the country itself are affected by this. And we don't, that's a great point. I mean, if you need an AR-15 for protection, maybe you're not a good shot. <laughs> like, you don't need a full clip to save your family from a robber. If you need that, then you're sadistic. You know, one shot to the leg, one shot to the ankle is going to put someone down as effectively as if you emptied a clip into someone. You're saying you need that for protection. It's, you need it for overkill. Or you just need it because you have... Never mind, I won't say that. But um, there are a lot of things other than guns that you can use to protect yourself. Why not? There are preventative measures. We have ring doorbells now, guys. Yeah, ADT like, does a great job, not a sponsor. <laughs> and, like, there are other ways to protect yourself other than a gun, even though, I, as, as I said earlier, I fully support that. But a gun isn't the, isn't the only thing out there that you have to protect yourself. So that's unfortunate that we're still seeing this. Our hearts go out to everyone in Boulder and the community and everyone affected by it. Um, and this is going to, this is the patterns pulling back up again now that things are opening up, which is horrific to see. And uh, it's a trend that obviously breaks my heart and I'm sure it breaks your heart as well it does. to and, see. And we can't keep, we can't, I can't keep being sick and tired of being sick and tired right? yeah like, well i i remember when that phrase first came out sick and tired of being sick and tired and i was like hell yeah i think that'll be the one but now we have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired the it's and i hope you know real change can be created because it's easier to buy a gun than it is to buy a car yeah you don't need a credit score to buy a gun ted cruz was talking about how it is so much easier to buy a a car than a gun right like there's so much like he was trying to say the opposite <laughs> but it's so not it's so not you need a driver's license to buy a gun and like you need a permit before that and you need a permit for your what is it like six months yeah six months of the supervised driving which and, not everyone has access to and you need to like pass a test before that about the signs of the yeah. road and all that that's until you're 18 i think when you're 18 you can just take the test and they'll be like, for sure, or no. But to buy a car, you still need a bunch of money. Uh, and if you're buying it not used in a credit score, a high credit score, if you're using a loan credit score. So it's a lot harder to buy a car, Senator Cruz. And I'm so glad you could take the time to talk about that after your photo shoot in Mexico. What a dickwad. I, I'm going to come out and say it. I've, I've, I've towed the line with Ted Cruz. What a dickwad. <laughs> I don't think he listens. We don't have any DC listeners that I remember. He uh, he's an int- he's definitely an interesting guy. He and sends me a DM with like a sad face. <laughs> he and I don't think his track record has been the best lately. It's kind of like the the Rudy Giuliani thing yeah. that what the media is kind of doing to him right now. They're kind of Rudy Giuliani-ing him. Yeah, well he he I, he's a dickwad. And I mean, yeah, he, I'll he, go he does record. it to himself. I'll go on record and say he's a dickwad. He looks like the Zodiac killer mixed with Kevin from The Office, and I'm tired of <laughs> pretending that he doesn't. Okay, um, and you know who else is a dickwad? Uh, the people in our house, at least some of them. Yeah, uh, they there have been bills passed or bills <laughs> on on. <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> you know who else is a dickwad? The people in our. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the house passing bills about um, 
<laughs> public education. This is fun. We're ha- I'm having fun with you today. So <laughs> it's uh, been a while, so we have to have some fun. I know. Okay. Uh, so the house is passing bills, or uh, did they just pass, or are they proposed? <laughs> I'm trying to get us back in. I'm keeping all of this because I uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy this a lot. <laughs> Somebody's probably listening. Going, God, they haven't said a goddamn word in about thirty-five all right, seconds. All right, all right. So what the people in the House are doing right now is they have proposed a bill that expands a voucher program in Indiana, which would reduce the public funding for public schools. And what basically what this bill would do is it would make the choice available to more for more kids to go to a private school. And what that would do is when they accept to that position of going into a private school, that is paid for by a voucher that is publicly funded. And what that does is the reason people oppose this is because we need more money in our public schools. Our teachers need to get paid more. There needs to be more money per student, uh, more resources allocated so our education can get better. I have said it multiple times on this podcast that, and last week with the Lonely Stunners, we talked a lot about uh, education with marijuana. And there needs to be a better groundwork for people so they can be successful in the future yeah. and by doing this by you know putting these bills forward and taking public school funding away we are not doing that for our students no and it's it's introducing introducing the option to go to private schools which are more often than not um, religious leaning in one way or another and that completely cuts out a population of students that maybe don't lean that way religiously have different religious beliefs and then they don't have access to that uh, that funding and what really pisses me off is that the vouchers come from public um, funding because like why wouldn't that continue to go towards public resources now it's basically subsidizing education to those who lean one way religiously and have the access to drive themselves to those schools. So I hate to say it, whoops-a-daisy, it looks like it's leaning towards more disenfranchisement for disenfranchised populations within Indiana, as if it wouldn't, as if the the House would pass anything that would help to refranchise. But if you drive down, I don't know, New Jersey Street in downtown Indy, you can see gentrification all around. Nobody's trying to refranchise. So pissing me off that uh, this is another step in the long path of disenfranchisement and now it's attacking the base and the core of the education of people that have already been stamped down by the ruling class for so long. And Indiana already hasn't expanded like their funding for public schools so long and we're falling behind. Like the Hamilton Southeasterns, the Cathedral, or not the Cathedrals, the Fishers, um, all the Warrens, like all these great public schools in in Indiana, are gonna lose their ground if they continue to lose funding. There can only be so much. There can a a school can only do so much with the lack of of funding. For example, like how would an iPad program? You know, every student has to have a, a device right now, and. If a, if a school doesn't have enough funding to buy iPads for their students to rent or give their students that can't afford the iPad, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, I, I mean, it's disenfranchising a disenfranchised population even further. Um, and that's what it comes down to is that this is no longer... When it comes to education, education is often the groundworks for public change or public status quo. And right now it's reestablishing and widening the gap from students that come from 
a certain amount of money to students that come from a, a much less uh, level of, of money. And it's only going to serve to widen that gap in, in an unfortunate way, especially during COVID. Like the kids need remote learning. I mean, it's just not a possibility to not to be without a device at home and to further take away funding that could go towards something like that is only serving to widen the gap, which is fucking obviously they're going to do that shit. Like this is a track record that continues over and over and over and over again. And unfortunately will continue until something deeply systematic changes. About 90% of Indiana children are enrolled in public schools and the funding is significantly skewed towards the funding for private institutions. And like you said, bro, we're just dis not we, but they are just disenfranchising people that have already been disenfranchised. If you look at the amount of IPS schools that are closing downtown right now, it's through the yeah. roof. It's like two schools every year. Yeah, and their students in those populations are already losing their houses to gentrification, as I said before. You go to downtown Indy, to historically black communities within downtown Indianapolis, they've now been taken over by these wide-sweeping frozen yogurt stands and, and everyone's... Highway systems. Highway systems, soul-cycling, revamped houses that are now being marked up 50% or oh, up to like 50 to 200% of what they were originally bought for. Um, Indiana is driving out the population in uh, a lower monetary standing in a very overt way uh, and it starts with education and it starts with housing and i'm not sure how it ends and i don't want to see how it ends so like this right now is a very pivotal moment for education in which have these bills passed no, no, they haven't if they pass it's as, as we've uh, yeah. as of now as, we've as we're recording but we're at a, a a big moment a pivotal moment where it could turn either way if these pass it's only going to further disenfranchise um, those populations, and if it doesn't pass, well, look, look at look at this. They're going to redo the bill. Like it's just going to keep getting redone, like we and, saw with the handbill gun. Yeah, sadly. And I just want to give a shout out to all the teachers that have been speaking out. At, you know, for me, it's the teachers at Hamilton Southeastern and the HSC school district in general. Uh, we do support you guys, and and yeah. sadly, I hope our our government does feel the same because our speaker of the house. I mean, his kids go to public schools, like. Yeah, I, I personally know them, and and sadly, um, it seems that he doesn't care, and and that's not an attack on his character. That's just his, an attack on his policy. Yeah, his track record with the policy. Yeah. So I think that wraps up the current events. We've hit that for a bit. And if you want to learn more about our, our stances on education and some more bills that we've talked about, uh, we have a few episodes where we where we touch on that. We talked to uh, Dr. Alan Borf. Uh, in our se first season, and we really got into public education with, with him. him. Yeah, and also we did a gifted and talented episode where we talked about how uh, kind of the, the the difference of education that people receive. So check those out uh, if you want to hear more about them. But let's get into the real meat and potatoes of this episode. Yeah, we're going to dive into the, we've been teasing this. Oh yeah, lot, hell yeah we have. Uh, the COVID-19 vaccine and kind of busting the myths. So as we release this, I plan on, we're going to have it out uh, March 31st at noon. As we release this, vaccines in Indiana will be open to those 16 years of age and older. Yeah, and I want to make it, make it, you know, we'll post the resources on our Twitter for those people that, you know, you can sign up for the vaccine. I know if you live in Fishers, go to the Fishers Health Department 
Uh, you can just Google it and you can sign up to take the vaccine in Monroe County. I believe for IU students where we are right now, I believe it'll be available through the school, right? More yeah, I think like they're opening up Assembly Hall um, for vaccines, which is dope because I've never been on there. I wasn't good at basketball, but who knew <laughs> Who knew it took a global pandemic to get Joey Cerrone on the on the floor of Assembly Hall? Um, which is, I mean, it's great to see societies be so proactive but there has been a lot of misinformation about these yeah, vaccines and you know well, <laughs> i work at a place called trap mics which is a is a sponsor of our podcast <laughs> and uh and there was a lady that i was delivering with that night and she was like yeah i'm not getting the vaccine and you know the fact people are getting fevers and people are, are dying is what she told me and uh, I just want to, we're just going to get around and debunk some Well, things. here's the important thing to start. A couple of disclaimers. So it doesn't seem like we are attacking people that do not want to get the uh, the vaccine. Um, I understand that misinformation against the vaccine, against any vaccine has been going on for a very long time. Um, and it, it, it's really started, like it really hit the mainframe, uh, I think around 2002, when there was an article posted that vaccines can cause autism. And it was a research study. It was only one academic paper about it. Um, and then that academic paper was debunked. But by the time it was, it was already spreading like wildfire. Um, so that's one of the main factors. Another factor um, takes place within the black community in America. And this one's a lot more heartbreaking. So they're in Tuskegee, Alabama in, I want to say the 80s? In around, well, uh, a few years a few years back, I will say that, in Tuskegee, Alabama, the United States government posed as a vaccination clinic for um, black men and women within Tuskegee. And instead of doing vaccines, there was a secret clinical trial where they injected these men and women with syphilis. Many of those men and women died. Many of those men and women developed horrific symptoms of syphilis under what they thought was a vaccine under that guise. So now... That population and that vision of Tuskegee rests in the minds of a lot of black men and women in America in um, communities that got the information because it's really hard to find out about the Tuskegee um, events. So for those that know, it definitely is resting in the back of the mind. So so those are some circumstances that I just wanted to put out there uh, before we started uh, talking about the myth. Let's dive into this first one, man. Uh, the COVID-19 vaccine is not safe because it was rapidly developed and tested. And I think this, this does hold some, there's some merit. Yeah. There's, you deserve, everyone can be skeptical. Yeah. You know, this was quick, but when there is such a big emergency, uh, public health emergency, um, there were the proper resources allocated into, you know, developing this vaccine there were no steps bypassed both pfizer moderna johnson and johnson have stated many many times that they did not you know skip any protocols and they performed they performed the adequate testing before they put it out to the people yeah well all the resources that were normally not you know pushed towards developing a a vaccine were then pushed towards developing a vaccine so that's you know hundreds of thousands of manpower money and hours put into developing this vaccine to turn it out so quickly. So they didn't cut any corners. They just rather reallocated resources that are not normally there and able to get or in order to get it out so quickly. And 
and I know we don't do this very often, but that's a shout out to the Trump campaign or the Trump presidency because I mean he did he did do Hi- Operation Hyperspeed was it called or yeah. Godspeed or something like I that? I think it was Hyperspeed. And and you know that led to this vaccine being developed so quickly. So shout out to you know <laughs> it sucks to say shout out to Donald Trump for uh, shout out forty five for, for doing that. You know even a broke clock is right twice a day. Twice a day. Um. So that yeah they they just reallocated resources. So I understand that one for sure. Because we've never seen something at this level. Um, there's no precedence for this, as we've said many, many times. So it can be scary to see, you know, such a quick turnaround. Um, but it is safe. It is safely tested, and no corners were cut. And I want to say, like, you get, you see these um, medications on TV. You see ads for them, right? And you give anyone any medicine besides maybe Tylenol or Advil or anything. Yeah. You give a hundred people any medicine, a thousand people. Some people are going to feel negative effects. It's going to affect all 100 to 1,000 people differently because we all have different bodies. Because everyone is different. So, yes, people are going to feel some – people may feel some negative effects from this vaccine. Yeah. That's because it's not 100% effective. Also, everyone that has had COVID-19 has had a different variation of symptoms. It's because our bodies are different, which leads us into myth number two. I already had COVID-19 and I've recovered, so I don't need to get the COVID-19 vaccine when it's available. This one is a bit of a gray area because maybe, but also no, because if I've had the flu before, I still get the vaccine every year is my counterpoint. Yeah. And, and we got all this information from the Mayo Clinic, so shout out to them. Uh, Mayo Clinic recommends getting the COVID-19 vaccine even if you have had COVID-19 previously. So whatever merit that holds for you guys, I personally, Mayo Clinic is a very reliable source for me. Um, and I've used them. I've, we have all used them many, many yeah. times when we Google our Google our symptoms. And they're like, "You're dead. You're yeah. already dead. How are you even typing?" I'm like, "Headache, a little bit of chills." They're like, "Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's over for you, pal." But um, that's just because it's a database of symptoms that it compiles them. Whatever you got. And yeah. like er, early evidence suggests that we have 90 days of natural immunity. So after it's been 90 days since I had COVID. So the CDC just released they upped that to eight months. Oh, wow. Interesting. And that's what's interesting because COVID hasn't been around for long enough to know exactly how long it stays in the body. That might keep getting upped. And it's different for, again, it's different for everybody. Because it's been about, you know, a little over eight months. It's been about a year. So it makes sense that they're saying eight months after it's been a year because there wasn't like eight months to test it on. I mean, it's only going to develop the more we learn about the virus. And unfortunately, you know, that takes time. It takes time with having more of the virus. Uh, next, there are severe side effects for the COVID-19 vaccines. Obviously, there are going to be short-term, mild, or moderate vaccine reactions, as we said earlier, that resolve without complications. The early phases of the study of the Pfizer vaccine show that it is safe. About 15% of people develop short-lived symptoms at the site of injection. 50% develop systematic reactions, primarily like guys, headaches, chills, fatigue, muscle pain, fever lasting day or two. These are all... Yeah. These are all... Um, side effects that you would also feel with the flu, with the flu vaccine. Yeah, when I got the flu vaccine in the fall, which you didn't accompany with me to, and I had to go by myself, um, it was real scary. But I had that, I know we all know what that pain feels like on the arm. Yeah. It feels like a bit of a dead arm for about, you know, 12 hours and then it can fade away. So it's a little bit like that. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to have that arm pain forever. It might suck for that 12 hours, but one of my professors just got the second dose today. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about it in class. And he was like, uh, yeah, for about six hours, 
or he got it yesterday. Sorry, he got it the day before. But he was like, yeah, for about six hours, I felt I had a headache, I had a fever, and I had chills. Went to sleep, woke up, nothing. And guys, that's a good thing. That's your body fighting the the COVID nineteen that they have injected into your system. Yeah. So that's supposed to happen. I mean, I'm not saying that you're supposed to have a fever, you know, lasting more than a day or two, or, you know, these symptoms stay with you for a week. I'm not saying that that's not normal. So if that happens, I advise yeah, go, talk to go talk to someone. Not us. Not us for that one. Yeah, we're, we are not medical professionals. I just do research and say what I researched again. And I'm just hanging out. Um, so <laughs> another myth is that you won't need to wear your mask after you get vaccinated for COVID-19. Another gray area. But this one comes back to... Uh, a little bit of herd immunity, a tiny bit of just social responsibility. Um, I would rather everyone wear their masks until the, vac- the virus is fully, you know, out of everybody's system. Because it's going to take a while for everyone to get those vaccines. And also, we don't know yet if you can still carry and transmit the virus with the vaccine. So if you if that's even a risk, you're going to want to keep your mask on. Because you might be safe, but the mailman you talked to that day might not be. Exactly. And and people may say, why don't we know this about the virus? Dude, the virus has only been around for it's a, novel. A, a year, what, a year and four months, six months? Somewhere somewhere in there. It's the yeah. novel coronavirus. It's the new coronavirus. It's it's new. And with anything new, for example, vaping. We did, we did not know the, the side effects of vaping until we still don't. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a relatively new thing. So there aren't going to be steady... Um, concrete con- facts. Yeah, concrete facts until we really, this yeah. is around for long. There right? haven't been time for clinical trials of 5, 10, 15 years that you would see with like the flu, which has been around perennially for a very long time. So we don't understand everything yet, but why not just take those precautions anyway? Exactly. Uh, I told, and <laughs> obviously a lot of these things are a gray area and that's why we want to address them with you guys. So yeah. we, you guys have... You know, at least our perspective on on what you should do. If I may have a, a butt in for a moment, all of this also is a, an issue because it's being spread in widespread misinformation campaigns. And I know saying campaigns that makes me sound kind of like a conspiracy theorist, like, oh, they're out to get us with misinformation, but it's not. There's a bunch of boot camps that have been found on the Internet through, like, you know, like FBI sweeps that are training people to deliver this misinformation. They're getting trained in misinformation. So if we can be at least like a pillar of information, I'm cool with that. But yeah. just just be careful because people are now going out of their way as a hobby to misinform the American public. And I want to dive into that actually a little bit more. I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast uh, the other day and Tim Baker, I believe, former FBI director, was talking about how um, Russia has been spreading a lot of misinformation about the American COVID-19 vaccine so that people will take the Russian vaccine instead. And I don't think, I think that could, that might not just be Russia that's doing that, guys. I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of enemies, sadly, yeah. and, and people that want to hurt us. So any information that you really read outside of, you know, like the reliable news sources that that you have, I advise that you know yeah. you you have some sort of skepticism about what you're hearing. Just practice internet literacy. I mean, that's the the day one sort of thing. Make sure you check the sources stuff. I, I don't want to. I think we all learned about this, but it, it is easy to forget. Yeah. So just take your time with it. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I don't want to do a whole class about how you should. I know. I feel like I've been, did you in li- like library class? I, I'm in a rhetoric and argument class right now, and we just did all this like plagiarism stuff, so I don't, okay. don't want to yeah. get into that. I was going to say, I remember like sixth grade, they sat us down and they were like, remember, Wikipedia is not a good source, yeah. but it is a good source. Wikipedia is a good source, and I will die on this hill. It is independently compiled and edited, and, and it, it's put together by some good minds. So it, it's just it's a, there's an information campaign about Wikipedia to keep the people down, man. <laughs> Wikipedia is the way. Wikipedia is the way. Um, I won't say it's the way, but it's definitely a way to get good. In, like it's a way to get information, you know. Yeah, but I I just mean like um, you know, Wikipedia is an easy way to for people to get information that is reliable. But I think we were taught because Wikipedia was new that it might not be reliable. So I will die on this hill. I'm a Wikipedia man for life. I still won't donate when it pops up that they need money. That's because I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> but I will die on that hill. But Beto. But Beto will get that $5. <sighs> Beto got $15 and he dropped out the next day. <laughs> so maybe I think I have a bad touch with my with my donations. If I give money to Wikipedia, maybe they will shut down the next day. All right. That's just a way God. for you to dodge. Beto but... broke my heart. <laughs> I don't want to talk about beta. Next, more people will die as a result of the negative side effects to the COVID-19 vaccine than actually would die from the virus. Um, so the mortality rate from COVID-19 is 1% to 2%, as we've seen uh, for a couple of years now. Yeah, uh, for the, as long as it's been around. Yeah, however, a 1% mortality rate is still 10 times more lethal than the seasonal flu. In addition, the mortality rate can vary widely and is influenced by age, sex, and underlying health conditions. While some people that receive the vaccine may develop symptoms as their immune system responds, remember that this is common when receiving any vaccine, as we've said many times. And this is considered serious or life-threatening. You cannot get a COVID-19 infection from the COVID-19 vaccines. They are inactivated viruses and they are not alive. That's it. Yeah. So there's... there's Literally no chance. I mean, it's like putting something dead in your body. It is putting something dead in your body. It's just teaching your cells about the chemical makeup, or not the chemical makeup, excuse me, the DNA makeup of this virus so that your body can then recognize and fight it. It's not putting, like, the real thing in there. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive into the biology of the vaccine here in a little ah. bit. But the, the COVID-19 vaccine was developed to control the general population either by microchipping or tracking. Yes, Fact. Real fact. <laughs> this is something that, you know, <laughs> we teased a lot. Um, True fact. Early in the vaccine talk, but... I got gosh. the vaccine, and now every time I yawn, I make an Android text message noise. Androids are for bums. You right. stop saying that about Android. Some of our people listen on Android. Hey, if you listen to us on Android, go get Apple. Don't tell people to go get it. All I'm saying is um, you're not important enough for Bill Gates to want to see what you're doing. Yeah, and the vaccine Whoops, will not easy. track people, gather information into a database. There is no microchip in the vaccine. Also, how would that work? How would they just mass produce all those tiny little microchips? That costs a lot of money. There's a lot of mining. That's something that could not be covered up. So don't worry, guys. Um, there are no microchips. Wink, wink in the vaccine. <laughs> I, let me clear it up. I was just kidding about the wink, wink. There are none. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> That's a wink, wink at the same time. Um, next, COVID-19 vaccines will alter my DNA. This is the um, biology that I was talking about earlier. So if you guys ever took biology ever in school, you learned that, you know, you learned about cellular respiration and how the cells divide, go through the, the PMAT, the per, 
prophase, metaphase, anaphase, telophase, whatever. You know, go through that over and over again. And that's how cells are created. Or, you know, that's how cells are made. And the COVID-19 vaccine is the mRNA. So it's messenger RNA. And that's what mRNA does is it instructs the cells on how to make a protein that will kill the vaccine. Yeah. That's what the mRNA does. It's just changing around. And coming into the room, he doesn't know he's about to be asked a question, but you may remember him from the early in the season. Uh, a good friend of the show, Maxwell Jamison Keithley. Max, we're talking about vaccines right now. Uh, are you going to get yours? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm planning on it. Cool. All right, you can go through. We're just doing a little talk about it. Do you know what mRNA is? I do. It's cool. Not really, but I've heard of it. Good. It's messenger RNA. It instructs the cells on proteins and shit. It's cool. It's different. Isn't that sick? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Max Keithley. Thanks, Max. Have a good one, buddy. We uh, live together. <laughs> yeah, we're again, guys, we're doing this in the basement, so. He's my buddy. I'm going to have some spaghetti after this. He made. Thanks, Piscetti. Max. Piscetti. Uh, so, mRNA, I think you explained that really well. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good. That was good. You know, I haven't taken biology. That was off the dome. That was, that was nice. That was just off the dome. Um, lastly, guys, uh, this is kind of an interesting one to end on, but COVID-19 vaccines were developed using fetal tissue. Um, yes. So if I think fact, I think this kind this myth was kind of put out there for the people that are like anti-abortion kind of thing. You we're know? hitting a double header on yeah, this one. You know, I mean, we're getting... would that would that not make sense though? Like oh, if, yeah. if if someone that is anti-abortion believes, you know, then no one no no potential person should should die then they wouldn't want to get the COVID-19 vaccine so this because the babies yeah which are in every single one are developed using them of course neither the Pfizer but slash BioNTech COVID vaccines nor Moderna COVID-19 vaccines contain fetal cells nor were fetal cells used in the development or that's production what they want you to of think. either vaccine ladies and gentlemen that's what they want you to think I don't, yeah, I, I don't know where that, I do kind of know where that one came from, actually, because when Trump got the, um, when he was, like, being treated for COVID, he was using something that was partially made from fetus, but I don't think it was, like, fetal tissue, but I don't think it was human fetal tissue, and that story got released, and it was like, look at that, look at what, blankety blank, and um, I think that kind of started that, uh, but then it turned around, because it was like, if Trump can use it, then for sure, but then people were like, ah, why, well, no, so... You know. Interesting rabbit hole to get into there. That could be a literally a whole other episode. Of, I know of, of the uh, anti-abortion community. But I, uh, we ah. again, guys, uh, this there's uh, a lot of interesting information. And if honestly, if I wasn't doing my research and I saw some things like this, I, I might believe them. Yeah. So I guess the main point of this episode is do your research. You know if the vaccine floats in water, it's a witch? <laughs> uh, that's what I heard, actually. Yeah. Did, have you watched uh, WandaVision? Yeah, I did. I did finished like WandaVision. It? I really liked it. I thought it was a, a nice creative change of pace in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Have you watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh. the second one yet? No. But it just feels like we're back to Marvel again, which I don't know. I, I like I like how they're... It's like a movie. Yeah. But cut up into shows. I got so much going on, man. I don't have time for shows. I gotta do. I gotta do stuff. Yeah, I work at Trap Mics. Oh yeah, Trap Mics. I on, heard about on, that on the weekends, uh, Friday and Saturday. Okay. So if you guys ever 
if you live in Bloomington and want me to deliver it to you, you know, maybe order on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Request Ranveer as your delivery. Use Fresh Take as the promo code, and you'll get 10% off your order. And you might even see me. Yeah, and just to give you even more of an incentive, we'll get some of that money back, too, so that we can keep producing good content for so you guys. So we can buy a new mic. So we can buy a new mic. Have two mics. Yeah, so have that, two mics, so we can have guests on in Bloomington. Because what we're doing right now is Ranveer's on a love seat. I'm on an office chair. <laughs> we have a microphone that is literally, the mic is anchored to my bed frame in between the two of us. So if you if you guys, if you, if you, hungry, if you hungry little goblins buy enough trap mics, we can another mic you can get another mic for us but you don't have to yeah you don't have to but I just mean, use fresh just take appreciate it use fresh take or no just fresh it's just fresh it's just code it's fresh just fresh oh fresh hell yeah uh, but guys uh, we appreciate you so much guys and girls don't want to exclude anyone so get your vaccine if yeah. you want if you can if you have access to uh, a vaccination place near you register at least and then find a we'll, we'll help you find a way to get yeah there. look at our our twitter at fresh take wrj and uh, we'll post some stuff about how you can possibly get the vaccine in in all states uh for the people overseas um uh i'll try and find some stuff we'll for figure it out yeah we'll figure it out but, i'll swim over there yeah that's a <laughs> joey guy. will swim and personally give you the vaccine. i will <laughs> i will bring it to you i'll have it in my teeth like a dog <laughs> you don't want joey to administer the vaccine no you don't want me to swim across the atlantic ocean either no i think that'd be funny I think I die live about, stream it. I die about ten minutes in. Right, I can't guys, swim. Uh, you guys don't need to hear us talk about whatever the fuck we're talking. That's about. why they're listening to the podcast. Right oh, there. you're right. I mean, I guess so. Um, uh, don't be a prick. Get the prick. Yeah, don't. I just made it up. Be beautiful. I just made that and up. And positive, and you know all those great things, guys. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. Stay beautiful. And uh, why don't you uh, stay messed up? And why don't you get that gosh darn vaccine, you silly little goblins? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.